and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the rock of the Word of God? Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for allowing me into your life to be able to turn our thoughts together towards the Word of God, towards the person of God in Jesus Christ. Uh, It's an important week right now. We are really celebrating the central event in the life of Christianity. Uh, It is more important than Easter, excuse me, more important than Christmas, more important than any other uh, holy day that we celebrate. This is a week in which the salvation of the world uh, was provided, atonement was provided, forgiveness was provided for a world that is lost and desperately in need of forgiveness. So it is good for us to meditate on this this week. I have been doing so in my own personal devotions and just dwelling on the thought that God would save someone like me. Has that ever staggered you? Uh, Does it continue to amaze you? Is it something that is difficult for you to really grasp that the God of all eternity, the possessor of heaven and earth, would literally extend such extravagant grace to all of us who um, who need forgiveness and that love. So it is a good thing for us to meditate on this week. We began uh, by reminding ourselves on Palm Sunday of that marvelous triumphal entry, which may not have been so triumphant, at least from some perspectives, in that he's presenting the kingdom of God and the people reject him, and he is um, giving his final presentation to Israel as their as their king. We then went on to Monday and we discovered from Scripture that the Lord Jesus, when he rode into Jerusalem that next day, came not to the palace, but he came to the temple in order to cleanse the temple, uh, that uh, to ex- exert his authority to, to the people to demonstrate that he was the one that was uh, the Lord of heaven and earth and the Lord of the things of God, and that he did not recognize the Sanhedrin authority but rather he was the king. And then Tuesday we noted that it was a little bit different because instead of going to the temple uh, and cleansing the house as he did, uh, Tuesday's entrance was a little bit different because he had verbal confrontation with the leadership that was there in Jerusalem, the leader of the Israeli people. And Jesus clarifies that he doesn't regard them as having any authority and makes that even more clear. But on as Jesus leaves the temple on Tuesday, the chief priests and scribes are really seeking to arrest him by stealth and to kill him. But they can't take his life from him uh, just on the charges that they bring. They need something else. Most Bible scholars or many uh, believe that Tuesday evening would have been the night that perhaps uh, uh, Judas would have made arrangements with the religious authorities to betray the Lord. That may have happened on Wednesday, but um, certainly uh, it's a possibility that he did that on Tuesday. And then he leaves the temple Tuesday afternoon, and he knows that his time is even growing closer. And in Mark chapter 14 today, we're turning to, to Wednesday of the Passion Week, Uh, If you get an opportunity, it begins in Mark chapter 14, verse 3, and it goes on down through a significant portion of the passage. And the past several days have been really a rush of tension and anger for Jesus' opponents. They have this unflinching resolve to try to do away with him, but words have been what he has used and that he has taught his disciples uh, on the Wednesday before his death. Uh, before his death, 
Jesus is still at work. In fact, we find him in the home of Simon the leper, a man who's known by what's wrong with him. And during a meal together, we read of that wonderful instance where Mary of Bethany, Lazarus' sister, comes to Jesus with an alabaster flask of perfume. She's been saving that perfume worth a year's wages for this very occasion. And the Bible tells us in Mark 14 that she began pouring it on Jesus' head and feet, which requires breaking open its container. It's, it's like popping a cork on a 20000 bottle dollar bottle of champagne. It was a deliberate act. She's offering Jesus everything she has. Uh, by giving her most valuable possession to him, she is expressing her knowledge that what he's about to give of himself is for her. And this stands in stark contrast to the action of Judas, which I believe happened later on that evening. So you have this you have this juxtaposition of the event of Mary of Bethany, and yet you have what's about to unfold uh, by the betrayal of Judas in the Garden of Gethsemane. What Mary does is beautiful, and Jesus wants everybody to know it. He, he makes that comment. She's preparing him for burial, Jesus says, and there is honor and kindness in her gesture. And, and the Lord returns the honor by saying that history will never forget her act of devotion and beauty, and certainly we haven't because it's been recorded in Scripture for all time and for everybody to read. Now, this is where some many Bible scholars, they differ. They, it's a dialogue and a, and a controversy that goes on all the time. It's not a matter of our believing that Christ died, was buried, and rose again. It's a matter of sometimes trying to figure out a time frame in which this happened. Some commentators believe that Wednesday was a day of rest, a day of quietness for the Lord, perhaps a day of reflection. I, in my reading of Scripture, I don't get that. I don't understand that uh, to be the case. Because when I read through the Scripture, I find that Wednesday was a very crucial time for our Lord. Uh, as you read through the harmony of the Gospels and piece them together, uh, it appears that I believe that Wednesday evening was the time of the Last Supper, uh, of his betrayal, of his capture, of his trial. It went through the night. The mocking and the scourging took place and that our Savior was crucified on Thursday uh, of, of, uh, of the Passion Week. Uh, so that um, it was the beginning of the uh, High Passover Sabbath. Now, what is important for us to understand is that many great scholars and Bible teachers have written many passages of arguments for and against a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Friday crucifixion, and you can easily research them yourself. But rather than getting involved in the battle of all that, I've attempted to gather all of the chronological Bible passages, and I've examined them down through the years of my ministry, and have come to believe that Wednesday night was the time of the Last Supper, as I mentioned, the time of the betrayal, and his trial went through Wednesday night into Thursday morning. Um, by the way, Thursday morning would have been the time when the Passover lambs were killed in the temple, uh, which I think is in keeping with the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it was also the veil that was was rent in the in the temple itself. There was a time of darkness. 
at midday. He was pierced, and then he was buried. That would all have happened on Thursday itself. What makes this very confusing is the fact that there are two different dating systems that are offered in the, in the, in the Bible. Uh, the, the Jews themselves measured days from sundown to sundown. It would go from 6 p.m. in the evening to 6 p.m. the next evening. That's how a day was measured. Matthew, Mark, and John actually used that Jewish system. The Romans, though, measured days from midnight to midnight. And uh, Luke used that Roman system when he was relating events. And so there can be some confusion regarding precise uh, dating of events. I would encourage you to look at a, a helpful book that may orient your thoughts a little better on the chronological account of the crucifixion. And that's a book entitled A Harmony of the Gospels by William Stevens. And I recommend that very highly. And I believe the symbolism of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, being crucified at the same time as the Passover lambs are being slaughtered is very important to the gospel message and is significant so that the Lord uh, could honor the prophecy of three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. I believe that started during the day Jesus Christ died around three in the afternoon, the ninth hour after sunrise. And that's when he was buried, I believe, on Thursday itself. One of the other things that adds to the confusion of this is, and this is the biggest cause of it in the timeline of the Passion Week, is that there is a required high Sabbath. If you read the scriptures themselves, not only in the Mosaic law, but in the New Testament, there is a required high Sabbath on the first and last days of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which includes the Feast of Passover. This is something that sometimes is overlooked. The fact is that you have the overlap of two high holy times in the life of Israel. The Feast of Unleavened Bread literally is a week-long celebration. Uh, there is the uh, the feast of Passover is included in that as well as that's a little bit different from the weekly seventh day Sabbath that they would celebrate. So you come to this holy time of the year for the Jewish people, and there was a feast of unleavened bread. That's when the lamb would be slaughtered uh, on Thursday morning. And then there would be this feast celebration that would take place. You would also have the Feast of Passover included in that, as well as the weekly seventh-day Sabbath that, that of course, occurs on, on Saturday. And on the week that Jesus was crucified, uh, the Feast of Passover, I believe, was eaten on Thursday night uh, so that the Sabbath would start at sundown Thursday evening to sundown Friday evening, this is the Sabbath that caused the Jews to kill the thieves and take down the bodies before sundown itself. So, if the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread was a Sabbath from Thursday sundown to Friday sundown, and the weekly seventh-day Sabbath started Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, there wouldn't have been any opportunity to go to the tomb or to buy any spices or preparation for burial during these two days. So Wednesday, that brings me all the way back around to Wednesday and what an important time it was because it was a time of preparation. It was a time when people's hearts were being prepared and certainly it would be a time when the disciples were celebrating uh, the, the, the ministry of the Lord and his preparation for his sacrifice. 
I think it's good for us to meditate on this and to remember the great price that was paid for our salvation. We're going to learn more about that on uh, the next podcast. God bless you. Meditate. Don't neglect the opportunity to spend some time with the Lord. And He will, I think, fill your heart with a special thankfulness for what He's done. God bless you.